Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. I'm Susan Finch, your announcer for Asher Sales Sense. And I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategy Studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies. John's guest is Bob Martell, professional sleep coach and head of Positive Results Hypnosis in Holden, Massachusetts. Bob is the author of I Am Sleeping Now, How to Fall Asleep, Stay Asleep, and Wake Up Refreshed, and is also the host of the weekly Mind Magic Radio Show on WCRN Talk Radio. The title of this show is The Power of Sleep for Business and Sales Leaders. Over to you, John. Well, Bob, so great to have you on the uh, podcast show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So it's uh, this is a couple of new firsts. Number one, I've never had a former nuclear submariner as a guest on my, my podcast, and I've never had a former shipmate on a nuclear submarine on my podcast. So two new firsts, and great to talk to you again after all these years, Bob. Well, Captain, it's nice to hear you say shipmate. I enjoyed serving under you all those years ago. That was a, it was a lot of fun. We actually had more interaction than I had with most of the crew just because you were the ship's photographer. So we had to work closely a lot. So it was a lot of fun. Great memories all the way around. <laughs> so let's talk about sleep. It's uh, very important to me, number one, based on my age personally, but also in the Azure Longevity Institute, we have these nine steps to an unlimited life. And the first step, usually the first step is pretty important is get a good night's sleep, including good REM sleep and sufficient deep sleep. So what, what got you going on writing a book about sleep? Well, um, as you know, I've been a clinical hypnotist for the past 14 years, helping people solve all kinds of issues, including helping salespeople perform at uh, higher levels. Uh, I call it super success. But in the process of working with people, John, sleep seemed to be an obstacle that was in the or lack of sleep. In helping them perform better, be happier, all of those things that we associate with a good night's sleep. And I decided that writing a book on the topic and teaching people was the best way to multiply that effort because we all deserve and need a good night's sleep. No, I totally agree with that. And in the research we've done on sleep, you know, there's 17,000 documented studies on the importance of getting a good night's sleep. And one of the pieces of data that I've seen that really hits home is that as a population in the U.S., in the last 50 years, we've gone on average getting eight and a half hours of sleep per night to six and a half hours of sleep with really catastrophic um, effects on our productivity and our happiness and the education of our children incredibly important. I'd like to point out that that's a disturbing trend, but it's the quality of sleep that's suffering as well because of tech, because of other things, 24-hour television, on and on that interrupt us. Smartphones are a real problem as well. No, I agree. And one of, the, one of the things I've learned recently, and that is that, you know, blue light, too much blue light suppresses the melatonin in our brains, making it harder to go to sleep. So you can either get blue light blocking lenses on some cell phones, and you can also get them as eyeglasses. So I'm wearing right now blue light blocking lens glasses I got from 
cost mm-hmm. me over $85. Mm-hmm. And so that means I can watch a screen up till I go to bed if I want to. Now, if you don't want to watch a screen, you need to you need to stop, as I'm sure you know, about an hour before you go to yeah, bed. Yeah, that's what I recommend in the book as well, because if you can turn off the technology an hour before bed, and, and that requires a little bit of discipline and commitment, it's a choice. But when we do that, we start to relax. And in the book, I talk about a pre-sleep routine and looking at the habits. I call them tiny habitual success changes that we need to make to invite and to allow sleep to come to our bedside. Good. Can you share some of those? Some of those pre-sleep routines? It could be as simple as reading a paper book instead of a tablet or electronic device because of the incandescent lights. So reading is good, but deciding that you're going to actually start relaxing. One of the issues with this lack of sleep is our culture doesn't seem to respect sleep. We spend one third of our life there, and at least we're designed to, but we we try to squeeze in too much during the day, or we just have uh, lazy habits that keep us from going to bed. A good pre-sleep routine includes relaxation strategies. And there's a very simple one I'll teach listeners right now. Just take a nice deep breath in through your nose, hold it for a few seconds, and push it out just like that. Dr. Herbert Benson at the Benson Institute in 1975 wrote a book, The Relaxation Response, and he wrote a follow-on book a few years ago, The Relaxation Revolution. And I use relaxation as a strategy to help people perform better in their waking hours, and it's a great way to transition into sleep. I like that. Very helpful. Yeah. One of the things, John, that uh, relaxation does, when we breathe like that, After a couple of minutes, see the mind and body work so well together as they're designed when we let it, the brain actually releases hormones into the bloodstream to make you relax or to help you relax. Blood flow improves, your arteries relax, your heart rhythm slows, your blood pressure goes down. So imagine being relaxed before you even hop into bed. Yes. And just to follow up on that, there's a new book out called Breath, which is terrific. He talks about, just like you said, always breathe through your nose as much as you can, as opposed to your mouth and everything you do. And he also mentions that if you want to fall asleep easily, follow the Navy SEAL protocol. So as you all know, Navy SEALs go on very dangerous missions. And as a team, just before they start, they use a breathing technique called 4444. They breathe in for four hold it for four, breathe out for four, hold it for four. And they do that five times and they get all the benefits that you just cited. All the stress goes away. They're relaxed and ready to roll on that mission. Right. I have a chapter about power naps, but on this angle of Navy SEALs, in World War II, the Navy and the Army was losing uh, pilots over in Europe. We were shooting each other down, friendly fire, because we didn't have enough pilots for the missions. So the Navy brought in an expert to put together a a sleep program so that you could fall asleep in two minutes. And that's within the book. It teaches people how to condition your mind and body to fall asleep, just like the Navy SEAL example you mentioned. But it's essentially breathe, relax, get mentally and physically calm and go to sleep. Yeah, and so it kind of interesting. See if you agree with this. So in the book, it's an appendix, all these techniques. 
In the book, it says that Navy SEAL technique is all great for going on a mission, but it needs to be modified a bit for going to sleep. And that is breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for six, hold for two, and then go. So you go, instead of four, 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 it's four, four, six, two. Have you ever heard of that type of bond? I have. You know, if you Google breathing techniques, you'll get a million different uh, versions. But it's, it's the ones that work that matter. One thing that I found to, to add to that is you know, many people will say, but I can't turn off my mind. And our mind doesn't turn off anyway. It's about how do you focus it? Where do you train your brain and your, and, and your body to be, to focus? And so my book talks about how do you manage your thoughts? How do you distract yourself so you can fall asleep quickly? Good. So what's an example of that technique? Uh, an example of that technique uh, comes from hypnosis. Dr. Dave Ellman in the 1940s and 50s would teach doctors and dentists an induction technique for physical and mental relaxation. And part of that was mentally relaxed by counting down from 100. But you won't get to 100. You won't get to 96. You'll be out before then. It's true. <laughs> uh, it, it's in that book. But you know, people will say count sheep. Well, the, the thing that's wrong with that model is you're counting up. And if you can learn how to start to count from 100 down, as the book explains, uh, by the time you get to 96, you give up on it and you fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to try that one myself. I've never heard of that one. I like that Well, there's another technique. uh, We call it, in hypnosis, we call it the light switch induction. Imagine your finger being like a light switch on and off. So imagine lying in bed. You've done your pre-sleep routine, whatever yours is going to be. And you've relaxed, you you hop into bed, you hit the pillow, you get comfortable. And you just say, I am sleeping now. And you take a nice Navy SEAL breath. And then you you say it again. You can use your 10 fingers to count from 10 down to one, saying, I am sleeping now after each count. And you won't get to 10. Start with your pinky on one hand and go across and end up on the pinky on the other. You won't get there. So you breathe in, right? Breathe in. Nice deep breath in. As, yeah. you, as you exhale, just say, I am sleeping now. And in your mind, you're, you're not chasing sleep. We're inviting sleep to come to you. That might sound kind of nuanced or subtle, but the idea that sleep will come, because it will, it's supposed to, if we let it. You take another nice deep breath. I am sleeping now. And every time you're breathing like that, your pituitary gland is tripping hormones into your bloodstream to help you go to sleep. Oh, my God. Well, you said I am sleeping now. I started to get sleepy. <laughs> John, John, excuse me. Before we go to sleep, it's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866 866- We've been speaking with Bob Martell on the power of sleep for business and sales leaders. Now back to the discussion. 
Uh, that was that was pretty funny, Bob. I mean, as you said, I am sleeping now. It must be the way you know how to say it. I actually felt relaxed. <laughs> like I was <laughs> well, I have to tell you, another executive has encouraged me to start a sleep support program so people can dial in at a certain hour on Zoom and I can have 100 people and help them all go to sleep at the same time. That's well, good. Yeah, just charge everybody a dollar and you can you can do pretty well. There you go. <laughs> I'd pay a dollar to go to sleep every night. <laughs> I'll put you down. Oh uh, gosh. So you know, you're well known as a hypnotist and using hypnotists in all kinds of therapy with all kinds of applications, which is great. How has that helped you write this book? Uh it has helped me in that, John, over these past 14 years, I've, I think I've really gotten to know people. We come from all walks of life and we have all kinds of issues. The details might be different, but uh, seeing somebody who's struggling with anxiety, uh, can't let go, can't forgive someone, and all of these things started to come together. And imagine a person lying there in bed who can't sleep. They've done all these things and they just can't sleep. Well, sometimes it's that emotional side of life that gets in the way. They're either worried about the future or they're living in the past. They can't forgive themselves or someone else, or they have regret or they have anger or other emotional things that prevent sleep from coming. I'm working with a gentleman now, he's actually in sales and he's a golfer and I'm helping him use sleep to improve both of those things. But we're focusing on the emotional things that are distracting him. And when people are willing to do that, men especially are more reluctant to go there. They don't want to open up that door to the heart. But when they do, great things happen. Yeah, I've read an awful lot of books about that whole area of mindfulness. And um, what I've kind of learned to do is anytime we all have triggers, anytime somebody trips my trigger, <laughs> which can be frequently, <laughs> and I'm about to explode, you know, or whatever. And I've just learned to say, you know, I am one little tiny speck on the earth that is one little tiny speck in the entire universe. Is this really important? I'm just going to let it go. Right. Yeah, we call that emotional maturity. Yeah, that is gone. Yeah, that's right. I didn't learn that till I was, you know, probably in my fifth decade. So the work you do in that regard, helping people is terrific, really. And I'll tell you what. One of my mindfulness teachers was a gentleman that was a rider on our submarine years ago, Vice Admiral James Stockdale. Oh, yeah. In uh, 1976, he rode with us for three weeks off the coast of San Diego while, I remember that. while you were CEO. And I had the good fortune. He spent six hours with me at my watch station in the control room. And I learned so much about him and I learned so much about mindfulness because he learned all about life from Epictetus and other Stoics. And that's what helped him in the Hanoi Hilton. And I was just amazed by that. Yeah. And when you take people who, you know, hold a grudge or can't forgive something that happened 20 years ago and look at the effect it has on them, it's just crushing, really. Right. And when I can help someone do those things, forgive or deal with other things, anger for one, uh, it's life-changing. And your original question is, you know, about learning as a hypnotist, but it's about seeing what people's struggles were and how easy it is to address them when they decide that it's important. Right. Yes. Unless people want to change, it's pretty hard for them to change. Right. And, and all of this leads to better sleep. Exactly. 
totally agree. So what were some of the connections between the, your work in hypnotism and the sleep? So what have you learned from your whole a career, really, right? Your second career in being a hypnotist and a therapist using yeah. techniques. What have you learned from that that's really translated very well into, the, into your sleep work? I would say, most importantly, is having to do with habits. Habits and habit change, people making good choices in their life. Uh, there's an excellent book. It's a classic, uh, As a Man Thinketh. It's a book well over 100 years old, but it boils down to the choices we make. And what, when people want something more than they don't want it, and they can focus on what it is they want, self-talk becomes important. You know, my first job when I got out of the Navy in 1981 was working at Motorola, and I ended up teaching self-image psychology to manufacturing people because the CEO of the subsidiary, Arthur Carr was his name, believed that if the employees were sleeping better, had better self-talk, better self-image, that they would be better employees, more productive. Absenteeism would go down. And I started to see those same things reflected in the clients that I was seeing here in my hypnosis practice. And deciding to sleep is based in large part in self-talk. When someone says, I can't sleep, well, we know that that's not true. If they can say, you know, every day in every way, I'm better and better at sleeping through the night. Well, that's a positive affirmation. And the title of the book, I Am Sleeping Now, is a positive affirmation as well. Oh, yeah. Like it goes back to the self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> exactly ways. right. Both ways. I can't sleep. Well, yep, you're, you're right. You can't sleep. <laughs> Whatever you believe is true, right, John? That's, that's exactly it. So what was the result of your work with Motorola? Sounds like you had a brilliant leader there. Uh, I did. Arthur Carr was the uh, one of the founders of a telecommunications company that grew before Ethernet. In fact, I was uh, involved in teaching the company about local area networking when it was just being born. But he had a participatory management program that brought a voice from the manufacturing floor into management. And that communications, if you will, that culture came from a CEO who cared about the people who worked for the company. And in the early 80s, I thought that was kind of groundbreaking. Yep. No, that's great. Just to kind of, we're getting close to summing up. What are some of the things you really want people to get from your book? I've read it, by the way. I've got a lot. So yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I guess what I'd like people to understand is sleeping well begins by revering it respecting it. Uh, it's inevitable. It's important. And we know that it's, there's health benefits, of course. Right. But, but revering it and not saying to yourself, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll sleep tomorrow or thinking we can power through. So respect it, revere it, plan on it. And then welcoming it. I mentioned earlier, inviting sleep to your bedside. Instead of chasing it, it's, it's best to just accept it and let it come to you by doing your part to prepare. And then the third part is simply practicing it, believing you can, and then practicing this conditioning. We used to sleep like babies when we were babies, right? Yeah. We didn't have all this stress and life upon us. So we can get back to that, but it's the sleep mastery comes from conditioning. And I have a seven-day challenge in the book. Long before seven days, you'll be sleeping again like a baby. <laughs> 
one of the things I, I really took away was from the book was the breathing technique. So I thought that was great. Also, the self-talk about I am sleeping now. I mean, that's really helped me. Both of those things are important. And I am quite confident that salespeople will close more deals faster <laughs> if they sleep better. That's a catchy title for the book. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, Bob. <laughs> I had a client, medical device sales, and she came in and she said, I'm already successful. I want to go to super success. And we identified sleep as one of the issues. And once she conquered it, she saw that path to the super success she was working towards. That's great. And what really struck me, too, as we've been talking is, I'm not kidding. I didn't make this up. When you said I am sleeping now, I actually, in that very short period of time you said it, I actually felt more relaxed. Well, good. That's the, <laughs> that's the intent. I'm working on another book called I Am Golfing Now. Are you really? Yes, I am. <laughs> and so what's the bottom line for that? Relaxation is a, a big key to that. And one of my golf clients is actually moving up from a top Massachusetts golfer to a national stage. And he, he credits hypnosis as the tool that helped him get there. No, that's great. And uh, you know, there's always a classic story about the, the four guys who go out and golf together. And on the first hole, they're all swinging easy. And the second hole, one of them uh, hits a little bit further than the other three. And so the third hole, the other ones change their swings so I can swing harder. And then by the fourth hole, they're all slicing and hooking. <laughs> and by the fifth hole, they're all cursing. <laughs> they just lose their focus because of the other guys. <laughs> That's right. And I teach them to relax between holes ah. and, and only focus on the shot that they're taking. I call it the circle of excellence, not a new phrase, but right. if I can get them to focus on that circle, just like a salesperson needs to use that same circle of excellence idea. They can't be excellent at peak performance if they're not sleeping well. Yeah, no, gosh, I totally agree. You know, five years ago when I went from about six hours of sleep a night to eight hours of sleep, I no longer fall asleep at my desk, right? I'm no longer blurry-eyed. I mean, it's just a huge difference in my life. Yeah. Huge. It's life-changing. John, excuse me, it's time for the wrap-up. Well, Bob, so great to reconnect again. Your tips are great. Many of your listeners, as you probably know, are salespeople, so they're high-powered people in many cases, and they're maybe walking the dog or jogging or uh, driving in this. Uh, it seems like the traffic's gotten crazier than ever and uh, can't write things down so much. So can you leave the listeners with uh, maybe one, two, or three things that they could really use right away to help and then also let them all know how they can get a hold of you and get the book? Sure. Well, uh, to get the book, you can go to IamSleepingNow.com or you can go directly to Amazon and grab it. But as you're walking the dog or whatever you're doing as you're listening to this program, I think the biggest takeaway is learning how to relax pre-sleep and during the day. So learning how to breathe well uh, intentionally is, is probably one of the big keys. And developing your own sleep hygiene, the things that are going to work for you, we're, we're all different we can't just go through a laundry list of, of good ideas. Uh, everyone's different, unique. So it's when you'll face it and, and dig in and create some new habitual success patterns, I call them. All right, terrific. The next thing I'm going to want from you, of course, is a recording of you saying, I am sleeping now. 
<laughs> I'll be glad to provide that. Which major credit card would you like to use? <laughs> All right, Bob. So great to have you on. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you. Take care. And thank you both. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to subscribe to Asher Strategies Radio on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast venue. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Asher Strategies Radio. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Mm -hmm.